Hi there! I'm Becky Hammond, founder and strengths maven over at Isogo and isogostrong.com. You know, you already know that relationships are hard, so let's make them easier with your strengths. And welcome to the Isogo TV video podcast. Here on Isogo TV, we are fueling family connection and work energy by focusing in on your strengths instead of fixating on your weakness. And today you are joining us for episode 83, right in the middle of our season four interview series all about using strengths. Here, leaders, coaches, parents, spouses, regular people are talking about what happens in their lives when they truly begin using and harnessing the strongest things about them in their work or their marriages or their parenting and beyond. Today's guest is Tom Loblein, and if you don't already know him, you are going to love him from the start. Tom is one of the most positive, most approachable humans on earth. You know, in 1992, Tom joined a firm called Healthcare Management Consultants, where today he serves as president and CEO. And he holds all sorts of credentials and certifications as he helps medical and dental offices thrive, from taxes to coding to team dynamics and engagement. He's also a graduate of the U.S. Naval Academy and a retired, retired lieutenant colonel in the U.S. Marine Corps Reserve, which is by far my favorite Tom factoid. And in the midst of this, he's also a leadership speaker and writer, and I'm a big fan of Tom's wisdom. And today he shares what he calls the revolutionary impact of the strengths perspective in his life and his organization. So let's dive into this conversation with Tom. Well, hello there, Tom Loblein. How are you today? I am great, Becky. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I actually good. have been really looking forward to this morning where we can uh, chat and everyone can hear a little bit more about your story. And um, already you can see the positivity that exudes from your <laughs> So I just, uh, I can't help but be excited about uh, our conversation today. Well, thanks. I'm honored. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, well, let's just let's just kick it right off and just tell everybody a little bit about yourself. What's your family like? What do you do for work? And then we'll go from there. Sure, sure. Well, um, what a lot of people don't know is I'm an identical twin. Oh yes, and, I, uh, I do know that. <laughs> Personally, <laughs> my uh, uh, brother and I went to the Naval Academy. We graduated, and then I went into the Marine Corps, uh, much to my mom's chagrin. My dad was Navy and my dad, my brother went Navy. So we separated there, spent seven years active duty in the Marines. And then uh, while I was in the Marine Corps, I was also uh, the volunteer tax officer. I was a supply and logistics officer, but then I also did people's tax returns, Marines tax returns and kind of got a niche for that. And then um, started working on my certified financial planner certification when I was uh, in my last tour as an instructor, Camp Lejeune, during the first Gulf War, I'm going to age myself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> as an aside, my, my daughter, first daughter was born during that time and went to Lamaze class and I was the only male in the Lamaze class because everybody else had deployed. Oh. So I was an instructor and they wouldn't let me deploy. So anyway, interesting times at that. For but, sure. Um, so then uh, I met a friend of mine at a high school reunion and it was just a blessing. We, he's, heard what I was doing. I was looking at getting out and he says, we're looking to hire. My dad's looking to hire. And I talked to his dad, went around with him on some client visits and said, man, that's what I want to do. End up moving back to my hometown. So what I do now is work for a firm called healthcare management consultants. And we work with physician groups and dental groups. 
and we do a wide range of consulting services, including accounting and tax and um, HR consulting, leadership development, hiring processes, accounts receivable management, coding and compliance, really anything a, a physician wow. or dentist uh, has in running their business, we can get involved with and help them with. Wow. So, it's, so uh, it's not just, I don't even think I realized this, but it's not just the relational aspect of working with these teams, but really all the individual pieces that, that bring a, an office together. Absolutely. And we help them with hiring correctly. And uh, we do a lot of planning tax-wise and, and um, acquisitions and buy-ins and buy-outs and things like that. New startups, how do they start? Yeah. Like, like when they buy a, a practice, and they've got a lady at the front desk that's been there for 20 years and is making twice as much as that position needs to make. Uh -huh. How are they going to deal with that? <laughs> Those kind yeah. of things, these young dentists. And so it's, it's, it's so nice helping them and just helping them navigate those waters that they don't learn in dental school or medical school. Yeah, I've always said that my my dad's a physician and we've always just talked about how they're very well equipped to do what they do, but they yeah. are not well equipped to run a business, but that's what they do. That's what they have to do when they get out. So That's right. That's right. That's, that's so you, right. you're coming alongside them. <laughs> so, um uh, and I didn't finish well on my family side, so I've yeah. got I'm married. Uh, my wife and I celebrated 30 years of marriage last year. Congratulations. On the 31st. And I've got two girls. Uh one's 26, she's married. Um and my youngest daughter just got married two weeks ago. And on, the, <laughs> on the very same day that my oldest daughter was married six years prior. So that's really cool. Yeah. It, for me to remember. Exactly. <laughs> Doing this for you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's really interesting is my youngest daughter is an ER nurse. And she moved out to San Diego and lives in Coronado from one of our favorite places in the world. Ah, oh, that is one of my favorite places in the yeah. world, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm kind of glad she's there because we get to visit. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, we really need to go spend some quality time. I know. <laughs> oh. Well, congratulations on that. That is, oh, um, uh, that is a life event to be very excited about. Um, and speaking of being excited about things, what would you say, what would you share with everybody that as you think just through your recent last few weeks or last few months, uh, what are you most proud of recently? Uh, having the wedding come across successfully. <laughs> that's, that's one of the best. And, and making it through and just being able to spend so incredible time, uh, wonderful time with uh, her husband's family, who's from San Diego, by the way, and, and they move, I live in the South, in North Carolina, and so they, uh, a lot of them, this was the first time they came to the wow. South, to see a lot of uh, land with trees, undeveloped <laughs> land, the cost of gas was so much less, <laughs> they loved it. They saw, some of them saw lightning bugs for the first time. Is that right? They're like, I've only ever read about these. <laughs> <laughs> so it was so much fun. We just had such a wonderful time. So oh, that wow. was great. And, and we're doing some neat things with our, our business as well. Um, we're putting together some dental practices and creating some DSOs now, mm. dental service organizations. And so that's a really a neat thing that we're doing with uh, helping dentists navigate the next um, step in the, in the dental field. Hmm. Uh, to take over and helping them become more profitable and more um, efficient in what they do and enjoy what they do a little better. Hmm. So, that's pretty cool. I, I mean, yeah. I'm as a, only a consumer ever of dental services. You, I've definitely seen evolution over time from the time I was a kid to like what we experience as a real business today when we take our kids yes. in. And, 
um, there's, yes. there's certainly, there's certainly some learning to be done. <laughs> oh yes. Yes. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you for sharing all that, helping us to start to get to know you a little bit. One of the things that we've been doing on these Isogo TV podcast interviews is I've been opening up my little dare to dialogue conversation <laughs> card deck yes, and uh, randomly choosing a question for both of us to answer just to kind of have a little fun. Okay. So Here's our random question. Here's our, yeah, here's a stack. I'll just, I'll prove that <laughs> right out from the middle. Uh, right. Okay. So what childlike quality do you wish you had more of? Childlike quality. Um, uh, well, I'm inquisitive as a, <laughs> as a child. So. <laughs> oh, let's see. I, I think, um, like a, a child is just bold. They just go after anything. And I'm a risk taker, but, but I don't take some of the risks that, that a child would. Yeah. And, and I probably, I'd, I'd become even more of a risk taker and I'm a really big risk taker. But <laughs> risk is desiring more risk, right? Uh, well, for me this morning, it just reminds me of this morning. I was, I'm upstairs working in my home office and David's downstairs with the kids and there's some sort of like, announcing going on and they're cheering for each other down there. I have no idea what's really going on down there, but it just made me think one, how blessed I am to have a husband who brings different things than I do. Because when we sit down at the breakfast table, when I sit down at the breakfast table with my kids, I'm like reading them a story or we're talking about something that we're thinking about. And when he sits down there with them, it's loud and fun and you know, maybe a little bit obnoxious and <laughs> songs involved. And so I think for me, you know, one, I love that about him and I, I am just going to let him do that part. But if yes. I could have a little more childlike fun, yes. I think I would. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yep. Cool. As a natural part of me, but I just have to, I have to dig down deep to get that sometimes. <laughs> oh, and I've just thought of another answer too. Yeah. To yeah. And, and along your lines is to learn to be more present because mm. they're into it. Whatever they're doing, they're into it That's all so the way true. instead of worrying about, okay, what's next? They're not. You're oh, right. Next on my agenda. And so that's what I would do. Yeah. You, you triggered that for me. So yes. yeah. 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 I love that. Being present. Yeah. Yes. I think I'm going to, I need to channel that anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, let's talk a little bit about strengths, the strengths perspective. Yes. You know, we are, I know that you um, have a variety of experiences in a variety of different types of assessments and self self-reflections. Um, and actually you're one of the most intentional people I know. I mean, I, I'm in a world of self-reflectors, but you are in one of the most <laughs> intentional people I know about continuing to build your own self-awareness as you see how it impacts the way that you can do your work and the way that mm -hmm. you interact with your family and um, the way that you're, you're able to show up and, and bring exactly who you're wired to be. So um, I'm excited to learn from you today and hear about your story a little bit, you know, because what we're looking for is what did it look like in life before you understood exactly who you were through your strengths and your gifts, your, your abilities? And then what did it look like afterward? So um, I might just start off by just asking you, you know, when you first came across this idea of strengths and abilities and uniqueness um, and putting language to that, what were some problems that you were looking to solve or encountering at the time? Or maybe even just what were you thinking about most mm -hmm. of the time? Well, I was, I was in our, our company for probably 10, 15 years, and um, I was growing a little more frustrated with my day-to-day, -day, 
I was doing a, a lot of tax work and we're in a firm where each partner kind of has their own group of clients and you, you, you do little of everything for, for the clients. And the things that my partners were really good and strong at, I could do, but it was, it, it took a lot of mental energy for me because it was draining. And, and I ended up taking over as, as president uh, about 10 years ago. And uh, we were having some issues with our partner team in that, making decisions, moving forward. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes there was some strife, but our, our partners were just blessed. It was phenomenal. We all think mm-hmm. alike and really um, from big picture and the way we treat clients. And But making decisions sometimes was a little difficult because yeah. some would be hesitant, some would want to move a little further. And so I, I said, you know what, we really ought to look at what this, this all the strengths thing. I keep hearing about strengths. Yeah. Let's, let's look into this. So so I had all of us take the strength finder Okay. and I had all of us take the Myers-Briggs, the disc. And then I just kind of mapped it out for the partners and said, listen, this is where we are. Wow. And, and, and it was really eye opening and it helped move things. And so uh, we agreed as a team, let's move people to their strengths. Mm-hmm. Let's move them into the areas. So, so I gravitated to uh, remaining in the, in the president role and, uh, other uh, CFO role and and just people using their strengths and then a few years later we discovered the the Colby assessment and we did the same thing and it was in uh, our striving strengths and and I tell you what was so funny Becky is after we gave it everybody started laughing like everybody literally started laughing <laughs> because they got it they understood it. and I tell you what all these did for me Becky was help me understand why I was like I was, mm. and 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 I'm and I, I I'm in a role where we do a lot of accounting and tax work, but that really I realized that really isn't who I am. And so, guess what I used to do when I would be asked to be on uh, volunteer organizations? Guess what role they always always asked me to do? I uh, what the treasurer, the treasurer. Like, oh, you're the tax guy. Yeah, we're in accounting and tax, and I do I've done tons of tax returns, so I'm the accounting tax guy. So naturally, I'll be the treasurer. Well, I get in these these volunteer organizations, and I'll be miserable, <laughs> just miserable. Oh. And I, and after I took all the assessments and and really analyzed who I was, I realized I'm in the wrong spot. <laughs> what I'm all about, even though I can do it, right? It isn't where I'm at my best. Yeah. And so, um, and so I, once I learned that, and my partners understood. Um, in the Colby, I'm a quick start. So I make decisions quickly Mm. and I don't need a lot of data. I'm just, I just get a feeling in the gut and say, let's try this. (laughs) And, and I've got, you know, some partners that are very analytical and planning and they've got to have the data. Mm. Some have to have the data. Some have to look and see how it all puts together. And if their data is good and they feel good about it, then we can move forward. Mm. So now it's funny because as, as a team, I'll say, let's try this but I know they got to make sure the data looks good before they're going to say yes. And so it's, it becomes funny. And what's really in, incredible, Becky, is that when a team, executive team, as you know, working with them, once they understand each other, mm. then they can hold each other accountable for those strengths and bring them to the table. Mm. So, so a lot of times it's not uncommon for my partners to say to me, Tom, what's your gut telling you in this? Mm. Because that's where uh, I get a lot of it. And it's not the data. It's just the gut feeling. Yeah. And, and they don't have that. They can't, right. they don't have that naturally to offer. They're still kind of maybe thinking about the data, lost in the data, or even feeling like the data is not telling us what we need right. to know or where we need to go. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and they'll, they'll have a gut feeling, but their gut 
comes from the data. Yeah. And my gut comes from just the ether. (laughs) (laughs) And and so when you, when you look at these, it's, it's a, it's a, just a powerful tool. So it revolutionized our firm. Absolutely revolution. And we changed the whole way we provide services to clients. Now we do it more of a team approach, let people's strengths work its way and, and, and work that in. So it's just so cool. It really is. That's awesome. All right. Now share with us, what are your top five, um, strengths finder strengths? Sure. My first is futuristic. Uh, second's maximizer, which is why I think I just am into all these strengths. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. It really, it makes a lot of natural sense to you, right? <laughs> um, positivity. My third. My fourth is ideation and my fifth is activator. All right. So there's that activator. Cause on Colby, you said you're a quick start, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So there's mm-hmm. a little bit of that. You can see that it just kind of coming through and overlapping there, even in between yes. assessments and everything. So I've, I'm finding it really interesting that your life experiences led you to do tax. So you're in the Marine Corps, you're doing this thing on the side yeah. And then a buddy says, hey, you, you're an expert in this stuff. Or you're starting to be an expert. So why don't you come and work with us? And now you're, you've gotten yourself into a pattern where you're, you're good at something or at least you're yeah. skilled at something. And so instead of following your natural strength, not, not that right. you didn't think you were, right? You're right. following right. your natural skills or I mean your learned skills. Mm-hmm. And now 10, 15 years ago, whenever it was, you start finding that this stuff actually bothers me. It drains me. I'm not, I'm not actually right. loving to do this. I'm, I'm good at it. I've, I've been doing it forever, but I, I don't love it. And so well, had you tried other paths before? Like had you, had you tried getting out of that like, ugh, I don't know if I love this feeling in any other way before you had come across the strengths perspective? No, I think um – it's interesting when I went to the Colby conference and, and one of the, some of the other coaches asked me, how'd I go into the military in the first place? Because I'm really <laughs> not wired for it. And, and I go back to my, my twin brother who was in the military as well. He and I are totally different on the Colby, uh, the way we're our striving uh, things are different. And so the roles he did, I would have been miserable. I would have been disastrous in mm-hmm. and been very difficult for me to do those roles. And so it, it, it's really, inter- that's a great question, um, Becky, because I think it was because I had an inquisitive uh, and a kind of a prideful thing as a kid. I wanted to know how to do my own tax return. I didn't want my parents to do my tax return. Yeah. College, I said, I'm going to do my own. I'm going to learn it. And so I learned it and I could do it. So somebody asked, well, how do you do this? So I got some, you know, some good feedback from being able to help others do theirs. So I just kept doing, I got to go work with the attorneys on base and, and help people do tax returns. And, but, it was heading down the wrong path. And <laughs> like you said, I could do it and I did it, but it, it kind of boxed me into an area until about 10 years ago when I discovered this, that the lights came on and then I, I began focusing my efforts on where I'm strong at and yeah. was able to delegate the tax yeah. work to people that that's what they're wired for. Yeah. And that's where they really get it. So when you do that, I think that's when the magic happens yeah. and it was just, um, and I'll, I'll give you another story, if you will. Yeah, from, totally. From the family side, um, my my two daughters, when they were in high school or middle school, I remember when we'd uh, pull them together and say, listen, I'd pull them together and say, hey, we've got so-and-so coming over tomorrow. You got to clean your rooms. You got to do all <laughs> this. And and my, young, my oldest daughter was fine. And she's yeah. okay. Well, my youngest daughter would pitch a fit. <laughs> 
just pitch a fit. And then, but if we said, listen, hey, next week, we've got this coming up on Saturday. We're going to clean the house. We're going to do this. My youngest daughter, she was all over it. She had our list made oh. and she parked her rear end off and got them all done. And it wasn't until I, I did some assessments with them to realize how they're wired and realize that my youngest daughter is a planner. Uh, and and you don't hit her at the last minute because that's not her. her best self. Yeah. That's not her best self. She needs time to plan it. Uh, and if she plans it, boy, she'll knock it out of the park. And my oldest daughter uh, it was wired in such a way that juggling's great. Interrupting her with things, mm -hmm. that's fine. It's a great, she's, she's natural with it. And so once I learned that, I wish I'd have known it when they were a lot younger. Uh, I could have raised them better. <laughs> <laughs> create a lot less stress <laughs> uh, yeah and those rooms would have gotten clean at the right time uh, right? That's right that's right oh uh, yeah that that is um that's a it is really fascinating as we start to get to know not just the people that we work with but our kids and our our spouse and yes. you know to, to really realize like one i can pull the best out of you but two how can i help you not make some of the decisions that I've made based on my skills or just kind of happenstance in life, but really intentionally guide them towards something that mm -hmm. um, they're going to thrive in from the very beginning and not, you know, right. not have to have a, a mid-career recorrection. <laughs> and, and uh, my, my wife and I, when we took it, it was an eye-opening for both of us mm. um, to see uh, the strengths I had in her. And, and the light bulb came on for her and for me. In, in a lot of ways. And, and she says, now I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I get why you drive me. No, I mean, just, <laughs> but, but uh, it's like I share with clients too. I'm sure you too. It is, it's so cool to know the strengths, but it's not an excuse. Yeah. It's not an excuse not to do something um, that, and say, well, that's just not my strength, you know, but it's, it's, uh, it, it's just a, a powerful tool in our relationship, and I know you have seen so yep. many of your uh, work with with couples and all. It's so cool, and, and yeah. it's, it's it's powerful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always say if somebody after a workshop or something comes up to me and says, "How can I get my spouse to take this?" I know that I've really hit home yes. because it, that's where it really <laughs> matters. Right. You know, those relationships yeah. that are most important to us. It does help us at work, and that's great. Um, yes. But when you can really realize that this impacts the most important relationships in your life, then you start to, you, you start to see it in, in, in a different light. Yes. Yes. So, so you are, you are, have just become president going back to kind of that frustration that you're kind of happening, not, mm -hmm. not just personally, but a little bit on your team where you mm -hmm. were having some decision-making differences and then you, you do this big Strengths Finder, Myers Briggs disc thing. Later, you introduce Colby. Tell me what that experience was like for you and your team, because mm -hmm. you know I think fortunately, like you said, you guys have these same values and these same kind of big picture drivers. But I don't. Some teams that are having trouble making decisions mm -hmm. aren't don't have that. They and it might mm -hmm. be challenging even to say, "Oh, I'm taking this. You're taking that." You know, was there, what, what was that process like for you guys? Yeah, it was, uh, I think what it did for the most part, it educated everybody. Okay. And it gave everybody the opportunity to fully appreciate mm. the other person mm. and understand and appreciate the strengths that they were bringing to the table. And the, I think that was the game changer for us because once you, first of all, once you understand somebody and understand their strengths, your respect for them goes up. Yeah. 
and, and your understanding of them goes up and mm. things that might have irritated before. Now there's language to it as to why it happens right. and why there's friction, um, potential friction, right. not all the time, but potential. And so I think um, what happened at that point for me personally was I was able to get a lot more intentional on what I was doing. Wow. Focusing on doing those things that really fit in my wheelhouse mm. and, um, and understand you focus on your strengths, but you can't ignore your weaknesses because right. you got those still have to be done. Right. But you learn how to team up with the right people mm. to make sure those are covered. And, yeah. and so I, and in, in our, in our team with our employees, we use them, uh, before we hire them, we go through these assessments as a lot do, but we also use them during our, uh, review peers every mm. year. And as they set their goals for the new year, um, how are they using their strengths hmm. to accomplish those goals and how do they tie into that and how can we help them to do yeah. that? So it's, um, it, it, we have an employee in our office that, that is wired differently than the other. We have, there, we have a number of accountants hmm. on board and one's wired totally different than the other accountant. We didn't know this cause we had not done the assessments years ago when we hired them right after the assessment uh she says am i fired because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look like i fit the mold and, uh, and, like uh, i mean because she was like what like super high relational instead of being analytical yeah. and accountanty yeah. as we might say right not not real long on the follow-through and real short on follow-through taking shortcuts and things like hmm how does that work <laughs> but, but what we learned through this process was she had a real strength. So uh, as you know, in most businesses, you've got clients that have last minute requests. Yeah. Yeah. They want to get you with the last minute. Well, mm -hmm. if, if, if folks that are wired to, to, to finish everything, you got to close the door. They want to fit. They don't want to be interrupted. Yeah. And so, but she's wired to be interrupted. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a strength of her. So that's where we go to now. Wow. So if we've got last minute things, she thrives on them. Hmm. And, and it also helped us understand with, within the office, you know, give people some time if they're wired that way. Don't constantly interrupt them because some people are wired to interrupt. Right. And, and great. But, but don't do that with the people that aren't. <laughs> at, least, at least set the proper time to do that. Right, and, right. And, and what it does, too, is then it shows a, a new level of respect for them, mm. for them and their strengths. And it's a – What, so it's, what it's, they bring. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So was there any resistance to this change in terms of reshuffling job or, you know, reshuffling what you do in the executive team or how did everyone? There wasn't any that? resistance at all because what we did was put everybody in their strengths. Wow. And that was cool. Yeah. That was really cool. And what I think more than anything, it made us tighter as a team hmm. because we, we, we recognized everybody's strengths and, and it just, it, it bonded us together much tighter than we ever were before. Wow. Because it, like I said, it gave us language. I think it's more, it gives you language yes. to be able to communicate. Right. In a deeper, deeper level. Right. And, and, yeah. and it's not like you're like, Oh, I just learned something new about myself. It's like, no, I just put language to this thing mm -hmm. that I've always mm -hmm. kind of known was true about myself, but yes. I didn't, I didn't one know that it, it has, it had a name or could have a name. And two, I didn't necessarily know that I could live into that or that that was something that should be appreciated or I should really value in myself. Right, right. 
Yeah. yeah. So what did it do for you personally when you, um, when you kind of put all these pieces together and you realized, wow, maybe I'm not doing exactly what is going to make me thrive. Yeah. It, it revolutionized my world. Mm. It gave me a whole new, uh, bright future, if you will. Mm. I could see ways that I could get involved in wow. using my strength. And, and what I began doing was, um, joining some groups with folks that, um, uh, uh uh, as I mentioned, I did the strategic coach yeah. and I came across a lot of people that wired a lot like me. And all of a sudden I realized I wasn't like crazy. <laughs> because honestly, um, we have in, in our firm, I'm, I'm not wired like most everybody in our firm huh. and, and uh, where we do have differences across the board. We have a, um, because of the work we do, uh, you just gravitate towards a, a, a a strength um, profile, if you will, for the kind of work that we do. Oh, right, and right. And it's um, and people gravitate because they're good at it. Um, right. But unlike me, where I gravitated <laughs> to it for the wrong reasons, <laughs> <laughs> I was good at it, but it wasn't me. And right. So it was, it was, it's it's been life changing. So you were feeling like an outlier in your own world, but then you start to get involved in these other groups and you realize, whoa, there are other people out there that think like me and right. that are thriving and successful and um, leaders. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not crazy. That's a quotable quote. <laughs> you can tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's so wonderful. So what, what would you say, um, you know, in your in your work or in your life um, or in your family, what, what do you say is different about you? And you're speaking to that already. I mean, you're saying it's revolutionized the way that you are thinking about yourself. Do you have a specific thought or example about um, what changed, what's different. And then you can, when you look back 10 years ago, then, then it was then. Yeah. Well, I think uh, the biggest thing for me is that, I used the term before was intentionality and mm. being intentional of what I do. And so in our family, um, my wife and I, mm. um, when, when we're making decisions, vacation decisions, um, where we understand where we don't have strengths <laughs> so plan for that. I'm just not naturally a planner. I just yeah. don't, plan. I'm a last minute person and yeah. I thrive, you know, and so that's a struggle for me. Right. At times for planning. So uh, relying on her to help me with that some and, and we work through that. And in the, in the business side of things, it's just, it's just uh, focusing on how do I add the most value to our firm using mm -hmm. my strengths and, and getting creative with that. And, and, and being able to help others as a leader too. help. How do we help the employees uh, become much more efficient, by using their strengths, by setting them up. What are the kind of jobs, what kind of work are they doing yeah. and, and be able to apply it to their strengths. And, and, and we have ways of knowing whether they're, uh, we, uh, whether they're kind of in line with what they're, uh, they're doing. Yeah. And so we, um, I know, uh, uh, so it's, it's just been, it's, it's been life changing. It really has. So have you helped people either on your team or in teams that you work with? Like, it sounds mostly like you help them find within their role, find the things that really help them thrive. But do you also find that you you, there are people out there that you've worked with or even on your own team that you're like, ah, this actually 
maybe this isn't a good fit at all. And maybe you should be looking outside of what you're already doing to find something that's more fulfilling for you. Uh, yes, we had one employee, we had a CPA employed at one time. Okay. Uh, fantastic guy, just mm. incredible, but, um, wired for tax returns was, was really not. And again, strengths are not what you can and can't do. It's right. what you, it's just kind of an instinctive thing, but he's, but I had a lot of conversations with him because he, he's just incredibly uh, personable and uh, the way he's wired to, to be out, to, to, to move and to be with people and, and to be in crowds and all kinds of um, uh, just tangible things instead of behind a, a desk. Mm. And, and, and so I had a lot of heart to heart with him. Yeah, he ended up um, leaving on good terms, yeah. um, but um, ended up continuing to work, but he's got so many strengths. And so maybe there's something else there that I didn't fully see, but he's, yeah. but that's one of the things that I was, it made my head scratch. Yeah. yeah made me scratch and say, you know what? I don't know that that's a really great fit. And so what we do with our, uh, before we hire now, we make sure it's a good fit uh, yeah. because we don't take the chance. Right. It's, it's not worth the chance. Right. Uh, I'd rather have them know that they're wired for that role than have them try to prove it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You just, you go in from the beginning, just knowing, okay, we think that you're going to be firing all, yeah. on all cylinders in this role that right. we're going to be compatible as a team or a partnership. Yeah. And, but it doesn't discount the need also from the other side is to make sure you understand your why of why you're there mm. and the, the team culture that you're building and all of those things still have to be there. It doesn't matter how somebody's wired. You got to have that piece in place yeah. too, but it, it's helpful if they've got those natural strengths to be able to play their role yeah. in the best way possible. Yeah. So. Yeah. And amazing that you can be in the position to help them figure that out before they start, you know, yes. before they're 15 years down the road in their career and they're like, Oh shoot! I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> uh, what do I do to get myself out of doing tax returns? And, uh, no. uh, so you know, I just feel like you're you're rich in experience and um, and and insight. And just based on your on on your story, what and your own personal experience, what encouragement or advice would you give to someone who can really resonate with those those pre-strengths kind of feelings that you were having, like, oh my goodness, I'm not maybe I'm not maybe I'm not thriving or I'm not feeling great every day. Or I'm in this volunteer role where one, I, I don't even know if I can follow through on it. And two, it really doesn't make me excited to be mm -hmm. volunteering or, you know, even their team is feeling like we're not making decisions in the way that we want to. Um, mm -hmm. What, what encouragement or advice would you give to them? I would say, learn yourself, <laughs> take some assessments, get with a coach or, and, and just because your, your life is, is, is big. There's so much you can do, but do it in the way that, that you can leverage your strengths and, and accomplish so much more than you ever thought you could and enjoy it while you're doing it. Yeah. And so I, Invest in yourself would be what I would say. Mm. Spend some time and a little bit of money and learn how you're really wired so that you can uh, utilize that in the best way possible. Very good. I don't think we can end any better than that. So <laughs> thank you, Tom, for meeting with us today, for being willing to open up your story to all of us and share um, how the strengths perspective kind of 
I think you said, revolutionized your yes. life and the way that you approach your relationships at home and your work with your peers and your work with your clients. And um, I know other people will be able to resonate with that. And so thank you for being willing to bring that today. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. It's an honor to be with you. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. What strikes me about Tom's story is just how completely real and practical it is. Like that the strengths perspective infiltrated not just his life individually, but then he immediately put it into place in his organization and his family too. You can connect more with Tom over at TomLobline.com or you can also catch him anywhere on social at TomLobline. And you know what? Just like Tom, you also can be a part of creating thriving lives, families, and workplaces across the entire world. Because when you orient your mind towards what's strong about you and about the people around you, great things happen. And hey, also, could you help get this message out? You know, if you believe in the strengths perspective or part of you was impacted by this interview with Tom today, would you head over to iTunes and leave a rating? That's the thing with the little stars. And if you're feeling inspired, a short review there would be really helpful too. So thanks so much in advance for that. You know, and I'm glad that you were here today to see how others, how Tom has fueled a significant change in his life by focusing in on his strengths. And I hope that you join us for more next time on Isogo TV.